Chapter Eight of Heart Talks and Holiness. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Heart Talks and Holiness by Samuel Logan Bringle. Saint Paul, a pattern. Saint Paul tells us that the Lord Jesus made him a pattern to them which should hereafter believe. First Timothy one sixteen. This fact makes his life and experience exceptionally interesting and valuable to us. And it is an especial mark of our Heavenly Father's wisdom and love that he has given us such a striking example in every particular of the saving power of Jesus as we have in Paul. People say Jesus was divine, and so excuse themselves for their unlikeness to him. But Paul was human, and if he was like Jesus, so may we be let us study his experience one his sufferings it is difficult to conceive any form of suffering to which st paul was not subjected and in every instance the grace of christ was all-sufficient here is a catalogue of his sufferings recorded by himself in labors more abundant if our own general exceeds him in heavy labors it is only because of the improved facilities of later ages for doing more in the same space of time in stripes above measure more than the combined stripes inflicted on all the christians of the present day in prisons more frequent in deaths oft of the jews once i was stoned i was stoned once with a brick and nearly killed but paul received many stones and was dragged out of the city like a beast and left for dead thrice i suffered shipwreck Commissioner McGee suffered shipwreck once, and escaped immediately. But, a night and day I have been in the deep, says Paul, in journeyings often, under such disagreeable circumstances as we who live in the days of palace cars and ocean steamers can scarcely imagine. In perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, the Jews who hated him bitterly, and sought his life in every city in perils by the heathen whom he sought to save through the knowledge of jesus but who clung to their idols in perils in the city by wild mad mobs in perils in the wilderness from ferocious beasts and yet more ferocious men in perils in the sea from drowning and from monsters of the deep in perils among false brethren to whom he would naturally look for help and sympathy in weariness and painfulness and watchings often in hunger and thirst in fastings often in cold and nakedness besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches which were organized from jewish and heathen converts and were bitterly opposed by the idolatrous heathen on the one side and the bigoted jew on the other and which must have been far more difficult to properly organize, train, and manage than any Salvation Army Corps. Nor could he look forward to brighter days when circumstances would be more favorable and life more free from pain and care, for he says, The Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions wait for me. 2. His Faith in God and Love for Man and yet in spite of all these afflictions and physical sufferings and bitter persecutions he maintained a joyful faith in god and a tender self-sacrificing love for all men 
and when god the holy ghost testifies there shall be no let up in his stupendous trials he cries out but none of these things move me neither count i my life dear unto myself i take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in necessities in persecution in distresses for christ's sake and in the face of all these things he asks who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword and though he adds we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter yet in all these things we are far more than conquerors through him that loved us for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord and at the last almost in sight of the block and axe where his multitudinous sufferings were to be crowned by a martyr's death he exclaimed i have fought a good fight i have finished my course i have kept the faith and as his faith in his lord was not in the least hindered or destroyed by his sufferings so also was his love for his fellow man untouched by them he says of the jews who were his perpetual and bitter enemies i say the truth in christ i lie not my conscience also bury me witness in the holy ghost that i have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for i could wish that myself were cursed from christ for my kinsmen according to the flesh who are israelites this is perfect love it is love that suffereth long and is kind it is love like that of the lord jesus himself then again in writing to his corps in corinth many of whom seem to have gone wrong and to have made many unjust and contemptuous criticisms of paul himself he says i seek not yours but you and i will very gladly spend and be spent for you though the more abundantly i love you the less i be loved many floods could not quench his love nor drown his faith three the secret the secret of paul's marvelous endurance his quenchless faith and burning love is found in his testimony i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision acts twenty six nineteen away back in the days when he was a persecutor and was scattering the little flock of christ and driving them to death jesus met him met him just as he meets men today showed him a straight gate and a narrow way and paul was not disobedient to the heavenly vision obedience meant social ostracism banishment from home and friends the overturning of all his plans and ambitions a life of toil and shame and suffering the loss of all things and the sacrifice of his life and yet he was not disobedient to the heavenly vision and maintaining this obedient spirit to the end everything else followed the reason why so few have an experience like paul's is because so few count the cost as he did and obey the heavenly vision jesus gives them several years ago a bright young girl of eighteen full of fun and love of society was induced by a friend to enter an army meeting for the first time no sooner had she entered than the faces of the soldiers enchained her eyes and their testimonies went to her heart she sat for a while and jesus came to her not in visible presence or with audible voice but in a spiritual vision she left the meeting convicted of sin on her way home the vision spoke with her you ought to have got saved tonight. 
but i am engaged for that dance next wednesday night you should give up the dance but there are my lovely white dress and slippers i will get saved after the dance but you may die before wednesday night and lose your lovely dress and dance and your soul that was sufficient for this young girl she tore the feathers from her hat and threw them into the fire she rushed upstairs got her lovely white dress cut it up and cast it into the fire the next evening she went to the meeting at last a sister probably discerning in her face the hunger of her heart went to her and asked don't you want to get saved tonight of course i do replied the girl why did you not come to me before and immediately she rushed to the penitent form where in obedience to the heavenly vision she found jesus almighty to save and after four years her face shines with the glory of her lord and her voice rings with triumph as she testifies to the cleansing power of his blood and the sanctifying power of the presence of his holy spirit she was not disobedient to the holy vision a man a millionaire came into a meeting and listened to an army captain and the heavenly vision came to him and he saw the cross and the straight gate and the narrow way and like the rich young man who came to jesus he went away saying if it were not for the red stripes round that fellow's collar i would have gone forward he was disobedient to the heavenly vision sooner or later the heavenly vision comes to all men it comes in the whisperings of conscience in the strivings of the spirit in the calls of duty in the moments of regret for an evil past in moments of tenderness and sorrow in the crises of life in the entreaties of god's people in afflictions and losses in the thunders of the law in fearful ominous threatenings of eternal judgment in the death of loved ones in crushed hopes disappointed plans and thwarted ambitions in all these things jesus hides himself as he hid himself in the burning bush which moses saw on horeb and if men would but turn aside and heed the vision as moses did a voice would speak and cause them to know the lord and if they would not be disobedient to the heavenly vision jesus would turn them back from the pit and satisfy every questioning of their minds and every longing of their hearts god so satisfied the heart and mind of paul some people imagine that paul tells his best religious experience in the seventh chapter of romans when he cries out o wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body of this death but the fact is he is here describing his condition under the law when as a convicted sinner the law showed him what he ought to do but brought no power to deliver him from his guilty past and the corruptions of his own heart but in the eighth chapter he finds the secret of deliverance from the condemnation of the past and the carnal mind which prevent his doing the will of god on earth as the angels do it in heaven from that point he rises to such marvelous testimonies as i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me and the life which i now live i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me and through a consecration in which he counted all things lost for christ and a faith by which he reckoned himself dead indeed unto sin but alive unto god through jesus christ our lord he entered into an experience in which one has well said he was free from a repining temper for he had learned in every state therewith to be content he was free from vanity pride and unsanctified ambitions for he glorified only in the cross of christ 
he was free from every feeling of resentment, for he was ready to die an anathema for his enemies. He was free from selfishness, for he was ready to spend and be spent for those whose love diminished for him a proportion as his love abounded for them. He was free from covetousness, for he counted all things but dung and dross for Christ. He was free from unbelief, for he knew in whom he had trusted, and was persuaded that nothing could separate him from the love of Christ. He was free from the fear of man, for stripes, imprisonment, and martyrdom had no terrors, being ready to be offered up. He was free from the love of the world, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ. The absence of these corruptions implied the maturity of the graces of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of love. Indeed, it was that love which constrained him, which cast out fear, and counteracted every tendency opposed to its hallowing influence. What a great salvation was this that Paul found through obeying the heavenly vision. It is ten million leagues beyond the poor little salvation from wrongdoing which most people seek in order to escape hell. It is a salvation not only from sin, but from self, and a divine union with God and Christ, so intimate and so sacred that father and mother and wife and brother and sister and child, yea, and his own life are all shut outside. And yet it does not make him nerveless and lead him to sing himself away to everlasting bliss, but rather to lavish his love upon all men, regardless of their hatred or affection, and to pour his life out a sacrifice for the world. Well might he say, Follow me as I follow Christ. And by the grace of God, I will follow. Will you? End of chapter 8